Terry, we are in New York City, my hometown. New York City? Oh, don't say get a rope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little ladies humor for everybody out there. Hey, listen, visiting New York City and living there have completely different definitions. And you could say that there are two sides of a very shiny coin. Living in New York City has a certain energy. Everybody talks about it. The city itself becomes a living, breathing part of how you define yourself. For the tourists, though, the city can be an overwhelming place and a bit chaotic. Perhaps it's because residents see the patterns and the ebb and flow of day-to-day life, and visitors just have a harder time sorting it all out. Chaos or not, though, New York City has its moments. Some good, some overhyped some underrated, and some way, way overdone. So what's the balance? That's what today's podcast is all about today, Terry. That's right. It's the number one question that I am asked as being somebody who grew up in this particular area. Here's a look at my New York City and the icons and the hidden gems. Let's do this because I remember going to New York City with you Mm -hmm. and all I remember you saying to me and Casey were, don't look like a tourist. (laughs) How am I not supposed to do that? Because I just want to look up and everything. That's a good start. Don't look up. up. (laughs) People from New York City, don't look up. (laughs) Look straight ahead. I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, you're going to help us out, being the New Yorker that you are. Yes. Okay. We're going to play plan or pass. You got it. Okay, ready? Go for it. Times Square. Serial killers. I'm sorry. Thought we were playing a different game. I would have said Megan Cowboy. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Pass, 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 pass. There are a lot of shiny lights, and if you really feel the need to go look at them, look at them for five minutes and then move on. Here's what I say. Instead of shiny, glitzy Times Square, where there's a lot of Disney signs instead of porn signs from the 70s, I say go up to the Bronx and enjoy the calming cloisters. Will I get porn signs then? No, you won't because it's a cloister. Exactly. I've never was, you know, hadn't been to New York in many years. So Mm -hmm. Casey never been. So Mm -hmm. of course, what do you want to see? Times Square. It sounds like a great idea. I did get my picture with a naked cowboy. You did. It just you had to do it, but you I did. understand. Okay. okay. Ready? Yes. Central Park horse carriage rides. Pass, please. Listen, there are so many other ideas that you can handle. Those poor babies, it's time to retire them. They don't need to be clip-clopping around the park anymore. And quite frankly, a lot of them are barn sour anyway. Instead, find the boathouse in Central Park, rent a model boat, and set sail on the boat pond. You know, you think about it. You see it in the movies, Mm -hmm. people taking the little carriage ride Mm -hmm. around Central Park. You're not the only person out there doing that. Quite frankly. It's like a traffic jam. The carriage blankets smell anyway. Where have they been? You don't want to know. Yeah. So, Terry, one of the great things about New York City is how much has actually happened there. And one of the best ways to see 
all of the history that's happened in this town, whether it's historical in nature like government or pop culturally like TV, music, and movies, is to take a walking tour. Of course. I have to tell you, I met up with the most amazing tour guide named Laura, and she was from On Location Tours. Okay. And she took me on an incredible adventure through Central Park. Central Park is huge. It is huge. And so much has happened there. This was On Location Tours movie and TV walking tour of Central Park. Okay. So you're walking. Yes. Got it. So we met down by the plaza. And what was really fun is not only did they mention what was filmed there, like Law and Order or Gossip Girl or any of the Sex and the City movies mm -hmm. or even Home Alone, all of those kind of things, all those amazing old school movies and newer things. They also did a great job of talking about the history of the park too oh that's nice yeah so you got to do kind of like the southern end of the park it was a great hour hour and a half small groups perfect tour guide she was fantabulous loved her so central park was simply amazing and laura told me all about the different tours that on location tours offers they had quite a few really cool ones that you may be interested in. Really? Yeah. They had one for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Please. Thank you. And they had another one for Sex in the City. Yes. Feel like there may be a little cocktail involved Definitely. in that one. Girl, that could be a fun girl's trip. They even had one out to Jersey to go and see Soprano sites. Yes. Stop it. So much fun. So they had plenty of tours in new york they were also located in boston and a little virtual stuff because they did the old virtual pivot during covid 19. some of those things I are sticking around yeah it could be a lot of fun on location tours a great way to see a different slice of the city than maybe you thought you'd be interested in perfect in fact I'm going to go on the record and say, I haven't seen Central Park look so good in so long. It was really nice. And if you want to enjoy that outing, get a little bit of the history of the area, get a little bit of the filming iconology of the area, which was super fun, little refreshing outing on location tours. They're your people. We'll leave their link in our show notes so that you can get a hold of them and have the same kind of experience as a new yorker i never thought to do that and it was actually really delightful i gotta say really delightful you know what else was delightful in central park this summer where the normal ice skating rink is in the winter they had a roller disco complete with lights and disco balls. It was hilarious. I loved it. I thought that was the best use of that space ever. It was so much fun. Let's get back to our plan or pass list. Rockefeller Center. Uh, I think if you can walk through it, I would walk through it. It's fascinating. This is a place where you can look up a little bit more. I think that there is a much cooler vibe, though, down by the New World Trade Center. And you can grab a meal at the famous restaurant called Italy. Not um, Italy. Italy. 
What type of food is Italy? Just so I know. It would be Italian. No, Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Super good. The Empire State Building. The Empire State Building. You know, this is one of those times where you've got to be realistic about where you are. First of all, it's pretty expensive to go up there. Oh, okay. And if it's a hazy summer day or it's the fog is set in, you're not going to have a view anyway. So be super strategic if you're going to do that. Instead, catch the next cool thing happening at the New York City Public Library or in its backyard, Bryant Park. That's real New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. The plaza. Oh, the plaza and getting a cup of tea with Eloise. You know what? <laughs> I went to the plaza once in my life. I walked in and I never felt more out of place as a New Yorker. New Yorkers are going to go over to Coney Island. They're going to grab a Nathan's hot hot dog and they're going to get out of those fancy clothes and ride the roller coaster. That's a Saturday in New York. That sounds better to me than the plaza. Yeah, it's a little much. The Intrepid. I would plan on the Intrepid if military history is very interesting to you. It's a well-done floating museum. Okay. Mm -hmm. The World Trade Center and the 9-11 Memorial. Okay. This is an incredibly sensitive subject to New Yorkers. And I want to make sure that everybody who goes there isn't going there to see a tourist attraction. You are going there to pay your respects. Uh It is very important that when you go there, you understand that the money that you are paying for your ticket is an investment in this memory. So it does cost some money to go. It is an incredibly well done exhibit and it honors the people that we lost that day. So I think it's a plan as if you are going there to pay your respects. I think it's a pass if your idea is something else than that. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about the Met? Plan, 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 plan. It's one of the most amazing museums in the world, not just in New York City, not just in our country, in the world. It is like no other place. And the history of the Met is just as important as the history that's in it. P.S. Go to the basement. Yes, go to the basement for a history of fashion. It is super cool. The reason that the Met Gala is held at the Met Gala is because that's where. The history of fashion is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Oh, cool vibe, Brooklyn. It's been a bit Disney-fied over the past decade or so, but Brooklyn has a lot of great little haunts in it, and they're totally worth it. I would definitely get over there and at least get to the bridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about catching a Broadway show? I think if there is one splurge, you should catch a Broadway show. I agree. It it is an experience like no other. It's not like going to the movies. It's not like going and seeing community theater. It is on a scale like you have never seen before. And the thing that always comes to mind to me when I think of a Broadway show is the opening for the Tony Awards when Neil Patrick Harris was the host. Glee was super popular then. And It was so funny because he goes, we don't have to lip sync. We sing live eight days, eight times a week, 
check it, he says. <laughs> and it was like the biggest dig at Leah Michelle and Matthew Morrison in the audience. It was very funny. I appreciated it. Okay, the cloisters. Yeah, we talked about this before. I do think that the cloisters are totally worth it. If you don't know what the cloisters are, go ahead and give it a little gook. Mm -hmm. Give it a little gook. It is one of the most incredibly calm, serene places in New York. It's up on the Hudson River, and you can just walk around. It's really beautiful there. It's kind of like this architectural building with gardens all around it. If you guys remember Project Runway, yes. remember Make It Work Tim Gunn? Yes. His favorite place in New York City is the Cloisters. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is when you say New York and calm, you don't think of that. You don't think of that. And it exists for sure. Okay. As a native New Yorker, mm -hmm. what are some of your, some of the tips you would give first time visitors? Well, I think there's a couple of lines you got to know. And the first one is called the one line. A lot of people when they visit New York are overwhelmed by the subway system. And when you hear New Yorkers talk about that subway system, you often hear stuff like, well, you take the one to 42nd street and then hop on the seven to get you to grand central. And it kind of goes on. And there are these numbers and letters being thrown around and nobody really knows it is such a shorthand and it can be confusing for a visitor. So if I were to recommend the one train you should know in New York city, I would say it's the one line. It links together more sites than any other from the Bowery all the way up to 242nd Street in the Bronx. The one line will get you where you need to go and it'll get you there fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, doing the subway, I was a little worried. Mm -hmm. We did get lost. Yes. But I will tell you this. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask people. Don't be afraid to ask. New Yorkers will send you in the right direction on a subway in a heartbeat. Yes. And they know when you're not a New Yorker. Yes, they do. <laughs> but they were so helpful. And mm -hmm. they got us back on the right track. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the High Line? Well, the High Line is one of the recent additions to Manhattan. And it is always a constant state of renewal inside, especially that primary borough. It's part of the magic that draws so many visitors. One of these biggest renewal projects is that high line. What used to be an old railway elevated line has been transformed into what may be the narrowest park ever. However, it's just one and a half miles long and you can hop on and off the High Line and explore from 34th Street down to 14th Street. There is art, nature, walkable access to plenty along the way. The High Line is a New York City must. Another calming moment. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say my, my experience that I can go back at as a mm -hmm. child is, you know, we were going to New York right. City. And what do you think of when you ride the subway? Graffiti. Graffiti. Danger. Mm -hmm. um, and someone's going to come in. They're going to take my right. purse. Yeah. We're prepared. Mm -hmm. And we get on and it's the most beautiful. Beautiful. It's clean. Mm -hmm. So we go to spend our day and then it's nighttime coming back. And we get on the graffiti field. <laughs> the TV's floating in the Hudson. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are moments you never know what's coming your way, but it's an experience like no other, like no other. 
Yeah. Okay. I know we don't like, but do you know when you're on the, the subway, if you get to a point where you don't want to get off? Well, yeah, there are certain stops that I knew as a kid that I knew you don't get off here in okay. this neighborhood. However, I, to tell you the truth, that one line these days, so much of Manhattan has been what we call Disney-fied. Yeah. And there's really, there's not too many places that you can get off that you would have a problem. You okay. know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're listening to Bobshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. And subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got three sources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bobshay and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. St. Patrick's churches. I noticed you didn't say St. Patrick's Cathedral. Let's be clear. Clear it up for us. There are two St. Patrick's in New York City in the borough of Manhattan. One is the St. Patrick's Cathedral that's in Midtown, the one that we think of. Yeah. And one is the little one downtown, and they are both worth the visit. Let's start with the one you're probably most familiar with. That cathedral was built in 1879, just as the Gilded Age was really in full swing in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. These days, the cathedral is bright and shiny after years and years of restoration that was presided over by the ever congenial Cardinal Dolan. He's one of my favorite people. Love him. Follow him on Facebook and Twitter. Since it sits opposite Rockefeller Center, it's an easy stop to make and enjoy. A lot of people will walk through Rockefeller Center and then they'll it dumps you right on the steps right. of St. Patrick's Cathedral. And it's beautiful. Which is great. And it is a beautiful old style European cathedral. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. Um, the other thing that you may not know is the downtown St. Pat's that is officially called the Basilica of St. Patrick's old cathedral. This lesser known church is over 200 years old and holds a big New York city secret. Each day, the church offers the coolest candlelight tours of their catacombs under the sanctuary. You learn a little bit about the church and the who's who of the catacomb world sign me up so much fun we went to italy and then we did that okay radio city musical i actually just had a parent who had a child try out for the rockettes <gasps> how fabulous is that listen those she, rockettes are amazing she didn't make it but she made it on their facebook page oh good for her yes it's hard it's like being a dallas cowboy cheerleader well we know about that oh, but that's a whole other podcast <laughs> yes all right so what about radio city musical i think radio city musical is one of those moments where you go oh she's gonna say pass but i say plan 
step back into the Warring Twenties with a tour through the great Radio City Music Hall, a living, breathing example of theater from days past. The hall has daily tours that dig deep into this temple of quintessential American art deco. It is a jewel box with super guides who know their Radio City Music Hall trivia, explore all seven floors, including the front and back of the house, learn the secret code in the carpets, and how the hydraulic stage influenced the U.S. Navy. What? That? Yes. I can't think of an icon that shows off New York better than this one. How about that? What? I'm shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, going back deeper into your roots. Yeah, because you are Irish. I am. What about the Irish Hunger Memorial? Listen, if there is one thing that New York City is synonymous with, it is the Great Immigration. Oh, right, Ellis yeah. Island. There you go. Right. Okay, and we haven't even talked about out in the harbor. No. But I am going to tell you this: the Irish Hunger Memorial is an ode to what happened. Now, remember, the Great Potato Famine happened, and that created a mass exodus from Ireland. And the Irish Hunger Memorial talks about that. Understanding the great immigration that builds the foundation of New York City is paramount to fully getting the point of it all. This creation of neighborhood after neighborhood filled with hopes and dreams is the truest essence of why New York City is like no other place in the world. One way to start understanding that is at the Irish Hunger Memorial. And I mean, it takes the, it take in the very name of it. These people came to our shores, to our country in boats called coffin ships, you guys. Imagine how they felt to be here away from the persecution of the British Empire and the famine and to meet the new harsh realities like signs that literally said, and this is a very true statement, no Irish need apply. Yeah. And it is a very important part of New York City history and just one slice of it. Another great addition to this is the uh, is the New York Tenement Museum, okay. which we did not mention, but it's a great one to include in this particular story. So jot that down. Yeah. Talks about Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. What about outside? Let's move outside Manhattan now. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. What is the borough that most people say is the least important borough in New York City out of the five? You have Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, and Staten Island. And everybody says Staten Island's where all the losers are. Well, I say no. That is completely not true. Staten Island is the residential borough Mm -hmm. that supports everybody else. (laughs) Okay, so that's talk where about the ferry. Yeah, working girl. Exactly. Let the river run, right? Carly Simon sang it. Yes. Okay. The Staten Island Ferry is quintessential New York, don't you think so? Right? Oh, yes. Take this fact into consideration. This staple of commuting shuffles more than sixty thousand people each day, most from the most residential area of New York City, Staten Island, to the Bowery. It may seem humdrum, but I completely beg to differ. For $2.75, these 60,000 people per day pass some of our most 
important history. They glide by the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, where ships enter New York Harbor, and many of them were on their way to Ellis Island to process into early 20th century life. Of course, they passed New York's Grand Am, Lady Liberty. We love her. She is breathtaking, and you can just imagine what it must have been like to sail under that bridge and see that woman for the very first time. And she's a plus-size girl. She is a plus-size girl like us. She was and still is a true beacon of hope. It is so amazing to think of what that site must have been because technically- I made it. Yeah, she's a colossus. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing to think of what those people, after everything that they had been through, no matter what ethnicity Mm -hmm. they came from, they saw her and they realized that their life could change. Yes. It's amazing. You can go and see the Statue of Liberty, but if you don't have time, hitch a ride on the Staten Island Ferry. It's the best. Mm $2.75. Okay. Take me to Arthur Avenue. I am going to take you to Arthur Avenue. Let me tell you something. Arthur Avenue is the new Little Italy. Little Italy has the the one from the past, the one that people think of with the mafia and all that kind of stuff, right? We got to think about that whole part of our history in Mm -hmm. New York City. I have to tell you, that's kind of days gone by. It's kind of been taken over a lot by Chinatown, has moved into that area, which is fine. It's just that's grown and Little Italy has kind of faded away. The new Little Italy is up in the Bronx. It's called Arthur Avenue, and it's super close to the Bronx Zoo. It always eludes me as to why visitors in New York City never venture out past Manhattan. There's so much to see and do away from Times Square. I think... The places to start are great neighborhoods. And at the end of the two line, your stop at Pelham Parkway, you will be just a five minute walk away from some of the best Italian American food out there and experiences to go with it. Historic Arthur Avenue is filled with shops and restaurants with some of the best Italian American cuisine this side of Sicily. This slice of New York City will make you wonder why so many others don't know about this gem. This is where I go for Italian food. And I'm going with you next time. Yes, you are. It is amazing. You got to know where you're going, though. You got to know where you're going and you got to know what stop to get off on. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, this is the place where people in Italy say mozzarella Mm -hmm. okay this is the place where you you hear people go mozzarella (laughs) right that's the way they're gonna say it they're they're not they're gonna say you know cannoli and that you know not cannoli right right it's not that beautiful sing-songy italian this is where we yell those words okay so we talk about everything we need to include animals yeah always Let's talk about the Bronx Zoo. Let's talk about the Bronx Zoo. Listen, on that same two-line stop as Arthur Avenue is the world-famous Bronx Zoo. Watch the show on Discovery or Animal Planet. Animal Planet. Okay. Okay. Full of a menagerie of animals that the amazing staff works diligently to fuse the old world traditions with modern zookeeping. In other words, they take care of their unbelievable buildings with unique stone carvings while ensuring that all the little animal babies, everybody that's housed there are not just there for the entertainment. This is a lesson in conservation and a great story that is totally worth the visit. That's on my to-do list. Absolutely. Okay. 
last tips to mm-hmm. make anybody's trip authentic. I mean, we all want to buy an I love New York t-shirt, but don't do it. Don't do it. You can make one with your cricket at home. Okay. <laughs> yes. Don't do it. What do I need to make my trip authentic? Okay. Here are my last thoughts on being authentic in New York City. Ready? Yes. Eat real pizza, eat real bagels, and do not step foot in a chain restaurant ever. Ever. So let me tell you, Mm -hmm. bagels are the best. I don't know. I'm going to tell you. I just had one this morning. Yes, we did. Oh, this is how this is how much I love bagels. My daughter drove with with my husband drove. 250 miles from where I live to meet my father in a parking lot <laughs> in New Jersey. They they went, it was the parking lot of a pub in New Jersey to exchange. My husband loves to fish. He exchanged the fish for my stepmother, gave it to my father. My father gave us three dozen bagels to take home because I miss it so much. And I'm sorry, there are no bagels like New York no. City bagels anywhere in the world. You got to know and how I'm to order Polish. them. You have to know how to order them. You do have to know how to order them and just eat them fresh. And they're, they're just so good. They're a meal in themselves. Okay. Be wary of sticky summer weather. This is an important issue. It is hot and muggy there in the summer. And those daytime heat, those daytime heat moments are going to make you tired. The best time to go is fall or spring, unless you want to catch the Christmas chaos, which is a great special fun chaos in itself. That's a one-time thing, right? Yeah, go once, do the thing, see it, see the windows, be done. Be done. Yeah. Public transportation is your friend. Download the apps and get familiar with the ebb and flow of the subways and the buses. I'd stick to the subways more than anything, and I would not Uber in Manhattan particularly. If you have to go to another borough, maybe you could Uber, but I would stick to the yellow taxis. Can I ask why? Just because it's not efficient. Okay. It's it's just not. It it's not. The subway system is not that difficult to figure out once you take just a little bit of time gotcha. to kind of get your bearings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't limit yourself to Manhattan. The outer boroughs have tons of amazing treasures. Make sure you hit up Brooklyn, the Bronx, Staten Island even has great stuff. George Washington slept there. That's what I'm saying. They have beaches over there too. Nice beaches. Okay. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to do. And New York City is a stone's throw away from some really great destinations like the world famous Jersey Shore, (laughs) the amazing Catskill Mountains in upstate New York, or you can head right up to Connecticut and catch up with Mystic and Beyond beautiful yeah let's do it let's do it i love new york you know the travel industry has taken quite a blow from several global issues including the war in ukraine the climb out of the covid19 crisis and inflation that makes it hard for people to get out into the world like they want to At this point, leading experts are predicting that it's going to take up to three years for the travel industry to bounce back to full force. One way that you can help the travel industry is to like and subscribe to 10 microbloggers. 
Each time you do, you're telling all those travel industry experts that you are ready to enjoy everything that the world has to offer, and you can start with us. That's right. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and even LinkedIn at Babsha and Yaya. That is B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at bobsheandyaya at gmail.com with your questions, suggestions, favorite travel tips, products, and travel trends so that we can share your ideas in the future. Bob and Yaya is our home base for everything we love about travel. It's where our blog and show notes live and where we share access to all of our resources, including travel literacy for kids. We always have new posts about all the things we love about travel, including today's topics, as well as feature destinations, travel lifestyle, and stories to make you smile. Didn't get all of that? No worries. Just check out our show notes for all of the ways to stay in touch and links to anything we chatted about in this episode. As always, thanks for joining us for our journey.